Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team and didn't we just live up to that billing with our first win at Old Trafford in 12 long years. We'll talk about that in a moment, plus Frankie heats things up with today's spicy question. But before Frankie asks me that question, it's time I check in on him. Frankie, how have you been? Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all good. Um, just, you know, sitting around at home, doing stuff, life, those sorts of things. It's a really, really exciting life that I lead, really. Um, yeah. Trying to think of anything I've done in the last week and completed Legend of Zelda. That, is that, does that count? That is yeah. an achievement. Yeah, rescued Zelda for about the 50th time in my life. So, you know, it's another achievement. <laughs> well, that's got to make you feel good. Yeah, it does, you know. Um, not as good as Courtney Hall's feels probably, but you know, yeah. How, how have you been? Yeah, I've been, I've been okay. I've been a bit, a bit run, I've been a little bit run down this week. Obviously, the uh, the Villa result was a massive pick me up, but I, I was like, um, I had a bit of a cough sort oh, of yeah. last the, 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 a few a few nights ago. I thought, oh, I looked at my, me, me and my partner looked at each other like, mm, is it probably get mm, better get this one tested? Yeah, it tested all clear. So I don't have COVID, but yeah, just just a bit, you know. Yeah. Not not feeling a hundred percent, which is a massive shame because I was I wasn't feeling great, but obviously I watched the game and I thought this is this is the antidote, isn't it? This is this is the this is the drug I need. Yeah, as I say, watching watching that incredible performance at Old Trafford was. God, I felt I felt I felt loads better. I felt it was like it was like having four lemsips on the bounce just watching that <laughs> goal go in. Yeah, I was on a I was on a real buzz. What did um. What did you think? Bloody hell, Villa, Villa winning 1-0 at Old Trafford. Can you can you believe it? Courtney Hawes, a one-man paracetamol. Um, <laughs> honestly, like I think I, I kind of backed us to go there and put in a really good performance as we have done since we came back to the Premier League. I think we sort of stepped it up when we've gone there in recent years. But, uh, you know, it's still seeing is believing, isn't it, beating Man United with Villa? It's, we've not had a great record at all. It's been an abysmal, embarrassing record, really. And so to go up there, and win, it still doesn't kind of feel real. It's like we we did it. And, um, you know, first half, it was a bit back and forth. Uh, United were very good, I thought, in patches. Villa, though, had the clearer chances. Matty Target's miss <laughs> was yeah. quite phenomenal. Um, mm. Concer had a header, which was difficult, but, you know, it was a chance. And then Ollie Watkins as well had a chance after De Gea passed the ball straight to him. Um, so uh, Mason Gribble was a real threat for them, I thought. He was there. He was the man who I thought as, as soon as they broke through our press, suddenly they had the numbers to push against our back three and uh, Greenwood really caused problems. He's going to be an incredible player as he develops. Um, he already is. But um, second half, we came out and we dominated it, just bossed it. Mm. United were asleep. We we did what we had to do. We were on top. Um, I thought we had the clearer chances again. Um, Ollie Watkins, I thought, looked slightly out of sorts again. I think he probably... Mm. Just a disrupted early season injury, missed a couple of chances at Chelsea. So there's a combination of factors there where once he gets a goal, he'll be absolutely fine and firing. Um, uh, it's good that he's getting the chances as well. Uh, I thought Matty Cash looks like a player reborn again in the 5-3-2, mm. 3-5-2 hybrid, getting forward. Uh, he put the ball across the target. Um, but then uh, United... God, I mean, we spoke about this on our bonus episode with Ian Barber, the Man United fan in rivalries, and Solskjaer takes far too long to make substitutions. They desperately needed a sub. Villa made one before they did, 
And uh, lo and behold, you know, we kicked on and uh, did the business. Courtney Hawes gets the goal. And uh, once again, the 3-5-2, 5-3-2, it catches a team cold. Um, it seems to be causing opposition teams problems now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that formation is really coming together now, isn't it? Uh, as you say, we've got players who are thriving in it, like Matty Cash um, and uh, and our midfield three as well. It's starting to to, to form. I, I know we were talking in earlier episodes about centre midfield being a bit of a problem area, but kind of the combination of McGinn, Luis, and um, and Ramsey uh, look a look a really nice combination. They've all got different attributes, different skill set to bring to the table. Looks like Luis is now being trusted uh, with set pieces. Obviously, he was the one taking free kicks, and it was his corner which 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 horse scored from. So, so clearly, you know, um, you know that's that's being worked on. Mm. Um, but I mean, and and also, what you know, what a bench we've we've got. The fact that we 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 brought on Archer, who obviously must be buzzing after his performance in the Carabao Cup against Chelsea, getting that goal, and Wendia. Yeah. They're they're positive attacking changes. I mean, making those changes at Old Trafford, that's not the Villa way. No, <laughs> Do no. you know what I mean? It's 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 not something that we're used to doing, but it's been coming. You know, the mm. the, the game the game we played in the league against Chelsea, an excellent performance and an unfair result, I think. The Carabao Cup, another excellent performance. Um Unlucky to go out on penalties, but to go to to go to Stamford Bridge again with a with a, with a, with a much changed team and and go toe to toe with Chelsea uh, again yeah. once more, and then taking that into uh, the game against United. You know, the first half I think was 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 fairly balanced in terms of chances. Greenwood, uh, yeah, was a great player for United, but he'll be disappointed he didn't score that one on one chance. You know, his finishing normally is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, Greenwood, so player. you would have expected him to to knock that in, and if he did, maybe it would have been a different game. But he didn't, and you know, Target had that equally good chance, um, which went over the bar. But in the second half, I was expecting United to really kind of, you know, put their foot on the gas and 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 try and run away with it. You know, with the players they've got, just unbelievable talent, particularly in the offensive areas of the pitch. And they just didn't do it. They just didn't do. They just didn't do anything, and they allowed us to play our game. And I think we took confidence from the fact that it was still nil nil, and we were we were you know going for it ourselves. And we made those we made those changes. We got those fresh legs on the pitch earlier, unlike Ollie, and um, and it it made the difference, you know. Yeah. And I think we were full, you know, we 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 fully deserved that win. And I don't care what Ollie says about you know Watkins standing in front of De Gea or he was offside. Oh, I mean, yeah. what an, I mean, just just unbelievable excuse, really. That and you know, you Watkins, know Watkins, Watkins Watkins moves moves away from De Gea as the ball's played. De Gea has you know clear sight of the goal uh, of the ball. You know, I, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, and I know he he, he related it to um, uh, the the Leicester game. Was it the week before where their goal was ruled out for something similar? I mean, both goals should have stood. I mean, there's mm. nothing wrong with either goal. Yeah. Um. So um. The, the, oh, yeah. com- the comedy of him complaining as well about Emmy Martinez and the Villa players oh, around the penalty. God, yeah, when time we wasting. Think, we think back on the United days of oh, Fergie and like, that famous picture of them all surrounding the referee Andy Durso yeah. complaining. No, uh, I'm not going to take it. But uh, you know, we we all predicted the soft penalty was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, uh, uh, is Emmy Martinez not just your favourite human being on the planet, right? Oh, I, I I don't know. All of them, all of them. They've they've all got a personality. You know, I, there there were so many kind of players. I think we had at the club for 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 years. You know, under kind of 
you know, um, O'Leary and Taylor. They just, I don't know, they just didn't really have much personality about them. You know, mm. good players, but, you know, not much in terms of charisma. They'd get out and do their job and everything else. But, you know, we've got players like, you know, Martinez, the little dancer <laughs> after Fernandez spoons it over the bar. I mean, just It's so on Villa, isn't it? It's so... It's, like, so, it's, that, like, it's almost like this sort of cocky arrogance that we've yes. never, ever had as a football club. Yeah. It's and almost, I love it. I love it. It's like we were grimly resigned to the penalty and we all, and it's like you think, you know, they're okay, they got their penalty. And in traditional years, we'd be like, oh, yeah, they buried it. And oh, they've gone on and won 2 1 in injury time as well, yeah, somehow. Yeah. Whereas this, time, this year, you've got Emmy Martinez fresh off the back of winning Copper America, largely due to his uh, shenanigans mm. in penalty shootouts against Colombia. Yeah. And uh, did the same again. And he's coming out and he's like pointing at Ronaldo. You should take <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. You should take it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so like good. this is not Villa. This is great. Like, and then lo and behold, Bruno Fernandez goes and absolutely wells it up to Mars. I think it's still floating around um, the the moon at the, the moon at the moment. But um, uh, you know, incredible from Emmy Martinez. Uh, he's he's an just an awesome presence really at the back, and I thought he was brilliant all game. He caught, you know, how many times did he catch the ball? Just make a couple of really, really good stops, including the one I think it was from Harry Maguire's header. We are, we have a serious, serious goalkeeper, um, and I, you know, I'm struggling to think of the last time we really did uh, have any anyone of that kind of presence, um, if ever. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, overall, it's uh, it's a positive sign that we, you know, in the in one week. Well, let's say two weeks. We went to Chelsea and caught them cold in the first half and should have been two up, really. Yeah, Lost absolutely. that game. Everton battered them uh, 3-0. Uh, yeah. Did really well against Chelsea away at Stamford Bridge and then went and beat Man United. And I think partly it's that formation, that 5-3-2, mm. is that people have prepared for Villa as in they will play 4-3-3 and it will go through Grealish and that's kind of how everybody thinks of us. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're a new side now. I think opposition teams don't yet quite know how to deal with us. Yeah. Um, eventually, they'll probably work it out. But the thing is that, okay, if they work out how to play our 5-3-2 or 3-5-2, mid-game, we can change it to a 4-3-3 or a 4-4-1-1. Mm-hmm. These yeah. are options we have not had for a long time, which, you know, is probably, obviously, you don't want to lose a player like Grealish's quality, but at the same time, a byproduct of it is that actually our squad is now expanded and we have slightly more options, probably. Um, yeah. And I'll be interested to see, you know, Matt Target, um, he played well, I thought, on Saturday despite the miss. Uh, but, you know, say Leon Bailey comes in and targets position in some games as a kind of a fullback role, and you've got Matty Cash and Leon Bailey on either side, you know, that's going to cause some real problems for other teams because, yeah. you know, your Polish hero, the Polish Cafu, Matty Cash, I thought he was, <laughs> he was excellent again. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he's he's. I think he's our most improved player so far this season in terms of, you know, uh, as, as we were talking at the end of last season, what we wanted to see from him going forward was was slightly more in the offensive area of the pitch because that that is his that's his mo you know Forrest, again as we mentioned in the last episode he is a pretty attacking uh, 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 fullback and and you know quite attack minded he he started his career as a as a right winger as we mentioned last week he wants to get he clearly he wants to get forward he wants to assist he wants to get up and and, and drop you know even try and score goals as he did against um, Everton. And and this new formation is allowing him to do that, and it's um and it's great. And I and I wonder, you know, how long maybe Smith was thinking about that in his mind over the summer when he knew that Grealish was going, that five three two 
352, whatever you want to call it, was the formation he wanted to kind of pursue going forward, which is one of the reasons maybe why he brought Twanzebe in. But going back to kind of what I was saying about the confidence in the squad now, and, and the characters that we have in the team, you know, Martinez's little dance, Conso does this thing now that whenever whenever a goal goes in or a shot's blocked, he gets right into the face of, the, have you seen this? Like he really yeah. gets into people's faces. And, 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 and Hawes's interview as well after the, after the match, he said, yeah, United have good players, but we're, we're Aston Villa, you know, we've yeah. got good players too. I just loved it. I, lo- I loved kind of the confidence that comes from a player like Hawes who, you know, he's, he's, he's not a first team regular. He's mm. a he's a he's a squad player that can come in and do a brilliant job. Just just as a lot of our squad players can. We had Nakamba come in a couple of weeks ago. Squad player play excellently against Everton when McGinn had his yeah. head injury. Um, Sanson again, unfortunate injury um, yeah. in the Carabao Cup again. But but you know when he was playing, you know he was he was excellent. He was one of our best players, and he's going to be coming back in a month or so. Fingers crossed, and 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 doing his bit off the bench and trying to get his way into the first team. You know, we've never had squad depth like this. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a bit of an unfamiliar feeling uh, being yeah. a Villa fan and, and looking at the bench and thinking, yeah, we can bring on Archer. You know, he's full of confidence. He's a really good young player. Chuka Maker, another fantastic young player. When Dio, you know, spent so much money on him, he's on the bench, he can come on and do something. Yeah. Like, it's just not something I'm used to. And it's just a brilliant feeling to look at it and think, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we can go toe-to-toe with the league's best. Yeah. You know, we can, we can, we can beat them at Old Trafford. We can beat them at Stamford Bridge. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 you know, Saturday was an example of, of exactly that. Yeah. I think that's exactly really well put. Uh, totally agree. Um, and I think, yeah, a special shout out to, uh, John McGinn. I thought he was just brilliant. Again, he's doing really well this season. Him and Douglas Louise, you know, Douglas last Louise year... is yeah brilliant form now. Cause we, we mentioned that, that he needed to, I think he needed to up his game a little bit, Louise and be a yeah. bit more productive and he, and he's really stepped up this season, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, last season, I think they both had a dip in form. I thought McGinn and Louise, I thought they were quite patchy with how they, how well they played. And they've just come in and uh, it's all it's all coming up Millhouse for them at the moment. You know, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing the Simpsons reference there. I should try and get more Simpsons reference in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hans Molman appearing every episode. Yeah. Help me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, um, McGinn was just... Uh, it was everywhere, winning the ball. His attacking play was really good. He, I mean, how that wasn't a foul and in by Maguire, then Mike Dean just waved on. Like the referees are waving on some weird stuff this season. Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 looked to me like the sort of player Manchester United's midfield needed, if that made sense. Um, our kind of battling uh, and skillful presence, just in that sense, it, it was there, which is. You know, considering last season we were complaining so much about being overrun all the time, it was, it's been nice to see that not happening in this new formation. You know, and also the back three, Esri concert again, just cool as you like. Gareth Southgate mm. there, is he going to get yeah. picked for an in? Well, he should be. Um, and then you've got uh, Tyra Mings was excellent. You know, he gets yeah. criticised after that um, goal against Chelsea that he, he you know gave away, but stepped up again. And then Courtney Orr's, you know, coming in, Braxel Twanzebe getting the goal he's had to be really patient um he you know he had a couple of he struggled a little bit maybe in the first season at Villa but he just gets better and better and mm. he's an awesome squad player now you know you've got Axel Twanzebe, Courtney Hawes, Tyra Mings and Esri Concer with, with in front of uh uh Emmy Martinez that's a serious backline now like Villa yeah we are a serious team now that's that's it's a good it's a good sign what's been happening recently 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I can't really think of too many better central defensive combinations than than those four, to be honest. Um, many, yeah. Not, not, not. You know, not, not. Um, not the top half of the table. You know, the top top four teams maybe are an exception, but um, yeah, we're, they're definitely up there in terms of quality. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you you mentioned you mentioned Watkins earlier on. Um, I guess maybe yeah, slight concern that he's been in, in in very good positions. He had that chance against Chelsea. He had that excellent chance against United on Saturday, which De Gea saved. I'm not I'm not worried about him, um, mm. but I but I do think out of everybody, he seems the one who seems to be struggling the most to adapt to this new formation. And I've read in the papers today that you know Tottenham have been linked with making a move for him, mm. um, which would be a you know a massive shame to see happen. I just wanted to kind of get you. You know what? What? What do you think? Do you think? Do you think that there are there, there are problems there, or do you think you know it's just it's just taking him longer to to adapt? Yeah, I, th- I mean, it, Tottenham think they're going to be signing in him after the way they played yesterday. They can keep dreaming, to be quite frank. Um, I think last year it was kind of like a it was the first season in the Premier League, and you're playing alongside Jack Grealish in a four three three, and he's used to playing in a four three three from before as well. So I think you know. If you're used to playing with such a creative player as that, um, you form a relationship with him and then that's broken up. And then you're in a new formation in a 3-5-2. It's going to take a bit of time to get used to. But I think what's counted against Watkins really this season has just been, you know, they got that injury pre-season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he hasn't had a great deal of time to just, you know, get used to playing with the likes of Danny Ings um Emmy Buendia, you know. So he's still kind of adapting to that, I think. Uh it's great that he's still getting in the, you know, yeah. places for the, the he's getting the chances. Yeah. I mean it was it, it was it was a it was a great run to anticipate where the ball was going to be when um there was that mix up between Maguire and Tahir, wasn't it? Because he he yeah. ran off his defender yeah. and anticipated that the ball was going to be where it was. So you're right, getting into good positions is 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 kind of half yeah. the half the battle, isn't it? So that's that's encouraging. So he's getting into those good positions in this new um, formation, which is a good sign. And he'll score one soon. And as soon as he does, he'll be kind of like last season. As soon as he got a goal, he was on his way. And I think that's what happened for him this season. He's a, he's a Watkins is a really, really high quality player, I think. And uh, he's too good not to get used to our new style. And he will. All Villa, no filler. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for this. It's time to add a little bit of spice to this show. Throw in some paprika here, some sriracha there as we cover the controversial questions or get the creative juices flowing in this, the spicy question. So, George, can you take the heat? Yes. Oh, sorry. That is an actual (laughs) actual question. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Go on, then. Yeah. You sure? (laughs) All right. Bring it on. on. Last week, last week, there were cries on parts of Twitter that that rational area of good reason and and joy and happiness um on twitter there were some were calling for smith out after our 3-0 loss to chelsea can i get your response to those who wanted dean smith out of aston villa i mean absolute rubbish 
It's absolute nonsense to any anybody that wants Dean Smith to go. I I just don't understand. I just don't understand the rationale behind it. I, I I can't. I cannot for the life of me work it out. You know, we go to Chelsea. Yeah, we lose three 0 I swear, are these people like watching the game? Do they kind of understand <laughs> what we're doing? Uh, mm. You know, we would go to Chelsea and lose three 0 and get thumped and deserve to lose by more. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. we, we, you know, God, I remember the Lambert days when we lost, I think we've referenced this before. Was it the eight, eight nil defeat under Lambert? And I think he came out after the game then and he, and said, and tried to defend that and said, it actually, you know, we, we didn't play as bad as the scoreline suggested. We were awful. And, and most times we've gone to places like Stamford bridge, old Trafford. We've been so comprehensively beaten and you just, and you just know that, um, that that's going to be the case. You know, in the, in the old days, we play five at the back because we would go out defensively minded. And this time round, we're going five at the back and, and you know, bombing the wingers on to try and score goals and go toe to toe. I mean, it's just it's just ludicrous, isn't it? Anyone who thinks Smith should go. He's, he's brought so much kind of joy to the club. That the football we play is fantastic. The players he's brought in have been amazing. I don't think there's been too many kind of duds in the transfer market in terms of players that he's brought in. They've got character. They've got heart. They've got like soul. They've um, they've got you know they've they they're, they're just such a likable team. I just I can't yeah it's <laughs> I, I I can't even speak. <laughs> I'm so I'm so against anyone that 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 tries to that tries to argue. That oh, go. you like, have I'd got like, hot I, and bothered. It's a spicy well, question. It, it's, <laughs> it is. I need some milk. I need I need some yogurt. Some mint yogurt to calm down. <laughs> This 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 question was too spicy, Frankie. You asked me, can I take the heat? I can't. We're in a sauna here. I've locked oh. you in. I've turned the, the temperature up. Turn the sprinklers on. Banging Frankie. on the door. Get me out. <laughs> it's too spicy. <laughs> no, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm to be honest. I, I know as a sensible, uh, reasoned man, I, I I'm, I'm assuming that you feel the same way, Frankie. Um, it's just a just rubbish, isn't it? Smith I'll, out. Come I on. want Smith out. I'm fed up. I think get. <laughs> Go for Conte or, you know, bring in, you know, what's his name, Mourinho from Roma. Get, honestly, like, I I kind of saw it on Twitter the other week and I, I just ignore a lot of what you see on Twitter, really, because I just think, well, who's even saying this? Like, just who? Like, where's it coming from? But uh, I saw enough people responding to it that it kind of became, enough people that I respect as well, and obviously there's a lot of people I follow and respect on Twitter and all that stuff. But um, so I saw enough people responding that I thought, well, it's kind of a thing. It's just beyond comprehension that you could look at Aston Villa the last few years and compare us to how we've been since, let's say, the late 90s. Yeah. Um, and say, well, you know, and not think this is a man who clearly has an idea of what he wants to do. Now, last season, you could maybe argue, did he leave substitutions too long? Yes, all right, fair enough, some games were, but at the same time, we didn't have the squad. Now, finally, he has the squad to play the kind of expansive football that he wants to do on a consistent basis. Um, you know, his signings, you talked about, you know, Ezri Konza and Matikash, two players that he picked out. And how good has Ezri Konza mm. been? My God, Konza's just one of the best defenders in the country. And uh, Matikash is, you know, the form he's showing. He's, he, no wonder he's the best right back in Poland. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, I, you know, it's quite frank. It, you know, the rationale behind it is absurd. You know, he's just brought in a whole group of new players. 
you have to give him time to adapt um, and let him, you know, get to grips with these new players and let the players get to grips with him as well. And also what I like about him is he's like somebody who doesn't stand still. So he's brought in, you know, he's identified weaknesses at Villa and he's brought in new new coaching staff to surround him and um, improve, you know, improve Villa's overall output. He's not saying I'm the man who knows everything. He's he's somebody who's able to delegate and go, oh, I'm the manager. But at the same time, Austin McPhee knows about, more about set pieces than I do. And lo and behold, brings in Austin McPhee, the wizard. The man does it like a wizard. And uh, look at look at Villa's set pieces this season. We've, we, we're more we're laughably more creative, more dangerous yeah. from them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aaron Danks is brought in as an attacking coach for another fresh approach. He's got Craig Shakespeare to talk to. And he's given them autonomy as well. These coaches, they're out there shouting and bawling on the sideline. Like, it's not just him in control here. So, uh, you know, Smith shows great versatility as a manager. He sh- he's, he's, a, he's got good ideas, I think. And if he's just given a chance this season to show what he can do with these new players, with these new signings, with, with a team that he can finally show his more attacking instincts rather than having to be defensive as we were um, maybe last year, you know, early last year or... Um, when we had to stay up in our first season back, um, I think we could see the best of Smith. And no manager's got a team up further in the last few years, is it, than than Dean Smith? Mm. Um, right. So, you know, the case against him is ludicrous. You got to give time, and um, he's an Aston Villa fan for goodness' sake. I mean, you know, somebody who's achieved what he's achieved already. Um, I, I just feel, you know. We go on a 10-game losing streak now, fair enough. But I don't think we will. And uh, I think there's a lot more to come from Smith and Aston Villa. He's built something really positive. This is the first time I've seen a Villa team in a long time where I've been like, I love these characters. I love these players. And two years ago, when there was talk about Smith being sacked after we lost to Watford 3-0 and looked like we were destined for relegation, the players all rallied around and said, we don't want him gone. So the players clearly like him and respect him and want to do well for him, which is a good sign. Yeah, I mean, I think think of the memories that he's created, not only getting us out of the championship, which for a while I was thinking, oh my God, we could be like one of those clubs that just will like lead. Oh yeah, Sheffield Wednesday. Hover, yeah. Sheffield Wednesday, I mean, Derby County, you could list all these big clubs that are that are still languishing in the yeah. lower echelons of the of the football pyramid. He's the one who got us who got us up. Um, I mean, what a fantastic run of form we went on under him to get out of that league into the playoffs and to win the playoffs and get back into the Premier League. The 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 individual results that we've had against the big clubs. I mean, Villa as a team, we've always struggled against big teams, but the seven two against Liverpool last season, the three nil away at Arsenal last season, the win against Chelsea at the end of last season, and now the one nil at Old Trafford for the first time since two thousand and nine. I mean, these are all, you know, Smith-inspired results. Mm. Um, and, and, they're, and they're like fantastic memories. They're the sort of things you go on on YouTube, you know, five years down the line and type in, oh, God, Liverpool. Remember when we beat Liverpool 7-2 and yeah. rewatch the highlights of that one? Like, you know, there's not many managers that I think, oh, wow, God, those are the results. That, that, that was a fantastic result. I think, I think the only exception perhaps might be under O'Neill when we beat Everton at, at Goodison Park uh, 3-2, that yeah. ridiculous game. I mean, I, I'll watch that back for, for, you know, the rest of time. But um, but yeah, yeah. Smith is the one who's been conjuring these these results, and you you cannot get rid of a get rid of a manager like that who has that kind of you know ability to to get the best out of the players that he's got, to bring players through, to make them better, to pick out fantastic players in the transfer market. 
um, you know, we're 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 on the up. But as we as we were saying um, uh, in previous episodes about Grealish and how we wanted him to stay, we are we are in an upward trend at the moment. So you know, if 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 you're if you you know, we obviously we want Grealish to stay and be part of that. He's gone now, but I want Smith to be a part of that. Smith is yeah. part of that. He's yeah. he's the whole you know he's the main reason behind it. He's the driving force. He is the you know the main man. You mentioned that. Obviously, he seeks advice from his coaches. And I think that is quite a progressive way of, 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 of management and quite forward thinking. And I, I like managers that, that do that. I don't want someone to come in and like a bull in the china shop and, and just, you know, control absolutely everything. I think that is the future of football. And Smith sees that hmm. and, he, and he understands that he has his own limitations. So, so he, he's, you know, he, he just, he's just a, a, a part of this machine, but he is, he is such an integral part of it. And, yeah, he just, he just, he, he can't leave. Surely, surely. That was our spicy question, and George and I are both adamant that Dean Smith has to stay at the villa. It's ridiculous in our view that people were calling for him to go. If you have a view on that, whether you agree or disagree, you can get in touch by emailing allvillanofiller at gmail.com or contacting us on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game in the league now, and that is Tottenham away this Saturday. We beat Ryan Mason's side in May. Another fantastic result conjured by Dean Smith. Frankie, can we do the same to Nuno Espirito Santo's side this week? After what I saw yesterday, definitely. Um, I I, I watched the uh, North London derby with an Arsenal fan yesterday, and um, I mean, he was just in absolute raptures after a terrible start to the season for them to see them go and absolutely batter Spurs. I mean, first half to me, Spurs looked like a team that were utterly bereft. Um, Tactics were all wrong. just left so much space for um, Arsenal's attackers like Odegaard and Smith Rowe. Um, second half, they were better. Um, they changed it up a bit. Uh, Deli Ali came off. Honestly, if Deli Ali's playing at the moment, I'll be really happy because I just when he came through at Spurs a few seasons ago, he was he looked like such an aggressive um, attacking player, and he was so good. Last couple of seasons. He looks to me like a player who thinks he might be Jack Grealish. Like he thinks he's sort of a player who can conjure these magical tricks and everything, but that's not who he is. He's someone who gets in from deep, gets in the air and scores goals and is aggressive. Mm. He's mm. not Grealish, but it looks like he kind of thinks he is. And he, he just looks like a, a, a passenger for Spurs now. And I, I don't like to personally go after players, but it's frustrating knowing how good he is and seeing the way he's playing. And I just think if he plays for Spurs next week and plays like that, uh, McGinn... Louise and Ramsey or Buendia could really cause him problems. Now, I mentioned Buendia there. I thought Buendia, when he came on against Manchester United, only 50 minutes or so, but he looked really sharp. That's the sharpest I've seen him for Villa. And I thought, okay, mm. he's, he might be getting up to speed now. So it'd be interesting to see whether he might actually come in for Ramsey. I doubt he will. I, don't, I, I doubt Smith will change the team that won at Old Trafford. Mm. So in that sense as well, I think Hawes might start over to Anzabi. Um, But Harry Kane at the moment, he had a couple of chances yesterday. I wouldn't write off a player of that quality. He's going to get chances next week. A goal's going to come for him sooner or later. But uh, if he continues to play the way he is, which is somewhat, again, bereft, uh, just looks a bit like he just, I don't want to say he doesn't want to be there, but he doesn't look happy. 
Um, if that kind of attitude continues, um, I mean, as well, they were terrible against Chelsea at home as well the other week. So we've got every chance of going there and, and beating them, I think. It's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Um, you know, Kane is to Spurs as, as Grealish was to us. Hmm. And, and, and it's that fear of letting go of a player like that, isn't it? It's like, yeah. you know, if we, a part of me thinks if we said to Grealish, no, you stay in, you know, we're not going to sell you, you, you know, the, you're, you're priceless. We can't replace you. Hmm. And, um, and, and we kept him then you'd have an unhappy player like Grealish and that would filter sort of a, a, around the rest of the squad. And I think you'd be seeing at Villa what you're probably seeing at Spurs now. It's like, yes, you've kept him, but at what cost? You've got an unhappy player there who kind of, given his performances, I mean, you know, he was really at fault for the for the third goal, wasn't he? You know, he lost the ball, tried to make amends by trying to charge up the field to tackle Saka, messed that up, and then Saka obviously slotted it in. And it was just like, ugh, watching it was quite painful, really. Yeah. And and yeah, like you know, it's an opportunity. If if, if Spurs sold Kane, it would it would be it would have potentially been like the situation with Villa. They would have had that opportunity to reinvest all that money in areas of the squad that they need to invest in. Because clearly, looking at the squads, there's areas of that team that you know you need to you need to improve. Yeah, but they but they haven't. Um, and so you know, if, if Kane's ha- if if Kane's playing well, Spurs are playing well. If, Kane, if if Kane's playing badly, Spurs are playing badly. Yeah, that's and, a good point. Yeah, and 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 um, and you know, given that obviously the result yesterday and and how they've been performing in recent weeks, um, we, you know, I don't know even if we go into the game as favourites, I'm not I'm not sure. I haven't seen the odds, but but we can't be we can't be too far off. You know, if if, yeah. if I was a betting man, I wouldn't have my money on Spurs beating us. No. I think I think we saw uh, I think yesterday Brian Hill came on second half their new signing from I think it was Sevilla they got him from yeah and Oliver Skip came on and Hill particularly really uh, like yeah. impressed second half I thought yeah, he looked he good sharp. yeah for sure so I'd imagine he might be in with a good chance of starting Son Hyun Ming as well I've got mm, like flashbacks Vegas. to that goal he scored against us last minute the oh, the Bjorn Engels yeah. goal yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. Obviously, they have the quality to cause us problems, and they, they will in in the game. But you just wonder, like, are they yet up to speed with Nuno Espirito Santo? Are they, after two terrible losses against Chelsea and Arsenal, and then coming up against a team like Villa, who's just really banging form suddenly, um, how are they going to react? It's a big question for Tottenham next week, I think, Villa at home. Yeah. Um, and if they lose that, then oh, you really start to wonder, like, where's their season going? Yeah, definitely. And, 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 you know, bear in mind, they've got the fans back, which can be both a blessing and a curse, depending on what kind of form you're in. You know, packed out, uh, packed out stadium in, in, in London. Um, I can easily see that if, if Villa start off on the front foot, and I think, we, I think that will be the plan to try and, like, start strong and, and, and try and, you know, get get uh, get get the attacking in early if we if we go one nil up or two nil up even it's it's not going to be a pleasant place to be a spurs player mm. um and it's whether you know they have the the fortitude then to to, to come back if that if that is what happens mm. but i think that that should be i think that should be the tactic i think spurs seem to be a bit of a wounded animal at the moment and if we can go in start strong and try and get an early goal. I think I think that could be a, a really sort of good sort of tactic to to pursue. Yeah, go at them. Um, I think that the, uh, the uh, my only concern would be let let's say we play that three five two if they do beat beat our press. 
you know, let's say Cash is slightly further forward um, uh, and he's having to chase back. But then behind him, you've got Son Hyun Ming and Lucas Mora, let's say, in, in a lot of space. I'd say a game, I think a game like that for Son would be quite, he'd enjoy a game like that, I think. Um, getting that bit of space and not necessarily having to track cash back, but yeah, it's it's a it's a big game for the fullbacks for sure. Cash cash and Regulon's going to be an interesting one. Um, yeah. uh, if if Regulon's playing, so uh, yeah, I don't write off Spurs um, at all. They've got too much quality to write a team yeah, off yeah, like that. Of but yeah, yeah. I think if we go as you said, if we go at them early, uh, and if we can get an early goal, it, it could be a, it could be a Good day out for Villa. So I, I'm going to predict that I'm going to predict I'm going to predict Kane gets a goal this season, mm. maybe a penalty or something. I think we're going to win. I'm going to say we win two one, like we did in May. Yeah, I'm th- I'm thinking two one as well. Oh. I'm thinking two one. I, I, I don't I'd love, love being this confident. I don't. No, love being I know it's, 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 it's wrong. Not, it's yeah, it is wrong. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. Embrace it, Frankie. <laughs> yeah. Just enjoy. Just sit, enjoy. It's in that warm bath of optimism. Feel the spirit of Emmy nice. Martinez dancing through you. We are dancing exactly. Emmy. Every, no, we, every, I'm I mean, walking down the street like dancing Emmy now. <laughs> feeling that that vibe, that energy. Well, we, you know, we 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 have, you know, we do have energy. We do. I mean, you know, it's great. I, I just revel in it. I think I think we've got to take that energy into the the game at White Hart Lane. That's not White Hart Lane. The old White Hart Lane. The new White Hart Lane. Tottenham um, Hotspur, yeah. To, yeah, Tottenham Hotspur. Is this all the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? Have they sold their rights London yet? London Stadium. Tot- is is yeah. that it? Mm-hmm. Whatever it's really called. Really well that. informed, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep listening, folks. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but um, yeah, I think I think we we we've got to take that confidence into into games against Spurs away. I I think I think we're enjoying them. You know, I never used to I never used to see a team go up against teams like Spurs and United and Chelsea and, and look like they kind of enjoy they enjoy it they, they enjoy yeah. testing themselves against the the best players in the world and and um and there's no fear there's no fear in this team anymore it feels like hmm. so yeah they just got to go there like embrace the hostile atmosphere embrace embrace the kind of like you know the fact that you know Spurs Spurs are a little bit on the ropes at the moment and just go for it just just have that confidence to say yeah of course we can beat Spurs we're Villa we're a massive hmm. club we can do it so um, yeah, I'm 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 yeah I'm I'm quietly confident. I say quietly confident. I'm very confident <laughs> that um, we can we can we can uh, get a result there. And yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking two one, and I'm I'm really hopeful that that Watkins um, gets his first goal at, at White Hart Lane. It would be nice for him to yeah. score against the club that he's he's been linked with uh, today. So uh, yeah, I'm going to say two one. I think Kane will, might score for Spurs, but yeah, Watkins will get off and running uh, for they, us this weekend. They can keep dreaming if they think they're getting Watkins. The dreamland. Yeah. Hands off. He's ours. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. See you next week, Frankie. I'll see you next week, George. See you later. And it's uh, goodbye from me. We'll be back next week to talk over whether Villa can make it three wins from three at Spurs. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. Come on, Super Aston Villa.